We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It is Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors somewhere out on the horizon. Carl Middleman came up with more great bump music. Good job. Joe Walsh. We Warriors. Bo Matthews, how are you? I, I, I twitch every every time I hear the Eagles. I, 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 First of all, it's not the Eagles. Don Henley will punch you. It's just Eagles. Are you going to get that close to Don Henley? Never. He's no. pretentious. Uh, no, I, I, I twitch because... When I moved to Orlando, we lived in a condo before we bought our house. You know, it was a quick move. Everything happened so quickly. The guy next door, and I, I was doing mornings, and it, mad respect for you, Mark Cox. What time do you get up in the morning? Like three? Three. Okay. Yes. That, that's not normal for a human being. No, it's not. And what time do you get up? 310. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I get here before he does. <laughs> I live closer than he does. Uh, does he steal your pillows? Or no? Hey. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I'm closer to the door. So we move into this apartment, uh, and we're all excited. Morning show. Got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning every single night about 7 o'clock. The guy next door to us would, I mean, rock the whole building with Eagles music, and it was just Eagles all the time, and he would play it till midnight. It and was, I've got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was Joe Walsh. Uh, no, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm not. Were you a gun owner at that point? Because uh, I would have had a serious conversation with that I, guy. I was, but I was looking to uh, grow the flock, if you will. <laughs> and I didn't want to be hated in Orlando. Because when you're on the radio, you don't want to be hated necessarily. Not no, all the no, time. No, not all the time. Anyway, so I got over that hump. It took me about 10 years, so I still enjoy it. But ooh, I still get a twitch every once in a while. Like, Cringe. Did the guy gonna... ever, did you ever have a conversation with him to turn it down? Never. He, you know, oh. he, he was a, No, he was a Vietnam vet. And I figured, you know, this is his comfort zone. I'm, I'm not going to bother. You that. are a better man than I. <laughs> I knew. Well, I was tired for three years. Um, <laughs> and again, I don't know how you guys do it, but mad respect. Um, Thank you. Uh, so yeah, cold, cold weekend. <sighs> this this wind blowing through here, and we got a late start to the cold weather. Yeah, I went bird hunting uh, last weekend. A buddy invited me. It was fantastic. I went out near Herman, and um, uh, it it was beautiful. Right. And Wild Boar uh, Creek Farms out there is really? where we would go bird hunting. And they do a great job, by the way, if you're looking to set up a hunt. But it was that morning after it had snowed. It snowed that Friday or whatever. And then we went Sunday morning. So there was still snow all over the place. It was about 
18 degrees. It, it was a cold morning. Yeah. But, of course, you're walking. You're getting a little bit of exercise. We walked all over that place. We had a great time. And what birds were you after? A pheasant. Oh. We, had, we were hunting pheasant. And we how'd got, you do? 13 or 14 of them. Oh, Get better, out of here. Better huh? than the deer. They're more active. Of course, I mean, it, you, you're paying to have them set out, right? They're, Are you? They, you? You have to. There are no wild birds. There are very few wild birds anymore. Oh, Missouri. I had no idea. Yeah. So Wild Boar Creek is one of those places like Wilnor down in Jefferson County where they you can you can basically pay for a hunt. Okay. You pay per bird for them to take the birds out in a field where, where the corn's been mowed down to clumps. And then they set the birds out. You still got to hit you them. go down there, and then you, you're hunting with dogs who go on point, and the bird gets flushed up, and you've got to be able to, to shoot it. So, well, how do they keep control of them to stay in the property? They they seek shelter. That's what they do. They they mm. take them out of the pen and it's they stick them in there hunt. and they hide. I had no idea. They don't want to be. Yeah, they hide. That's huh. what they do. Yeah, so okay. it works. So we had a great time. Do you get to keep them? You do. And yeah, whatever, eat them. Did you? We haven't yet. We oh. will. You, yeah. you know how to clean them? Easy peasy? I do, but I have a friend who's much better at it. The guy, that, <laughs> the Joe, who owns the dogs is excellent at that, so he usually cleans them, and then uh, we get to, we get the meat afterwards. Plus, Fantastic. you're Mark freaking Cox. Oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be sitting in the truck in between shots. <laughs> I'm out there walking with everybody else, man. It's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great walk in the field, and you get to. I love watching the dogs work. They're just beautiful. They are so, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, again, the place is called Wild Boar? Wild Boar Creek is the one near Herman where we've gone. And they do continental shoots out there. Uh, they do, you know, uh, uh, they, I think they have. They might have trap shooting, too. I can't swear oh, to that. Oh, probably, yeah. But it's a farm owner, and, and he leases the right to hunt on area farms around there. And then it, it's fantastic. If you've never been out there, if you've never done it, you love bird hunting, it's a great place so to So you go. don't have to be a member? No. I love that. That's fantastic. No. But but if you don't have dogs, you generally have to hire a guide to go with you because finding the birds without a dog is a challenge. Sure, you'd you'd sure. need a lot of people to flush everything up. Interesting. Yeah, it's well, fun. good stuff. You are you are the outdoors part of this show. You really are. And you're the Second Amendment. I love hunting. I do. I don't get to go often enough, but no, we're, uh, even we're in both, cold weather. We're both on the Second Amendment part of it, but uh, we do have a great show for you uh, coming up. We're going to talk uh, We're going to talk Illinois a lot in the show, um, and I do want to uh, point out that uh, Carl was uh, able to get uh, a hard get, and that is Stephanie Tate from uh, the Great Rivers and Routes Tourism Board uh, or Bureau in Alton. We're going to talk to her about eagle watching, which is really, you know, people think bird watching, really? It's actually magnificent to see uh, live. And then we're going to talk to a politician over in Illinois about the Foyd card. Uh, we've got a lot of hard questions for him, I think. Yeah, you know, that is, as a longtime supporter of the Second Amendment, a vocal supporter of the Second Amendment, I've never understood this FOID card. I think eventually a court's going to strike it down because I don't understand how the Supreme Court can look at that and say you, your right to keep and bear arms cannot be shall not be infringed no. yet allow the state of illinois to infringe upon it by saying you have to come and get our permission before you can go exercise your constitutional right yeah. where is that allowed anywhere uh, what if you um, had to get a four states hawaii illinois massachusetts and new jersey how, how can that be you don't have to get an foid card for the first amendment why do you have to get one for the second amendment isn't it, isn't it ever you would never have to do that 
So isn't anyway. It, isn't it a money grab? I mean, I don't even know Probably. what it costs to get a, a FOID card, but I'm so glad we live in Missouri. By the way, Illinoisans, we have uh, houses for sale over here. <laughs> um, I want to thank Annie Fry for helping us get our next guest. Yes, because thank you, she, She's over in Illinois. She's stuck over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Illinois State Representative Blaine Wilhauer is going to join us with more on this. But main reason we're talking about it, there's some changes that are taking effect in 22. So if you're still, if you're impacted by it, it, in some ways, it streamlines the process, but there's there's a method to their madness that we're going to talk to Blaine Wilhauer about because you need to know what their ultimate goal was here. All right. Power, yeah. power of suggestion. I uh, saw on Facebook a buddy of mine, Stan, said, uh, hey, you know what I'm going to do during the cold weather this weekend? I'm going to clean my guns. And I thought, you know what? That's a great idea. So uh, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, clean your guns. Get familiar with them. Be safe. And uh, and then practice. It's good for the guns, a too. Lock. And it's very good. Yeah, the guns love that. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be my plan this weekend. I mean, I have a dental appointment, but other than that, uh, I'm going to be holed up while you're out bird hunting or rhino hunting, whatever you do. It may be it may be too cold for that this weekend. I don't know. It's going it's to be Go eagle chill. watching with me. Yeah. How about yeah. some bourbon? That'd kind of warm your oh, innards, wouldn't it? We had some of that while we were bird hunting. At the end. <laughs> at the end. At I the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you say that part. All right. Stick around. You listen to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Coming up, we'll talk about Illinois and their uh, firearms owner ID card changes. let it run long enough you think and it was a, a music station and it's not oh boom <laughs> it's second amendment radio in the great outdoors mark cox bo matthews here carl middleman our executive producer getting all of our wonderful guests this segment is brought to you by razorback armory they are in De pair on manchester road they're right next to a tennis shop and i mention that because you'll see the tennis side before you see the gun store but it's a great location and they do a lot of high-end stuff looking for something really specific or you want to get a suppressor RazorbackArmory.com is where you will begin your journey and your relationship with a bunch of great guys. Tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory. Well, glad you're back with us. This segment of a Second Amendment radio focusing on the Second Amendment right now. How about that? Uh, the great state of uh, Illinois where you have to have a card before you can get a concealed carry license to exercise your Second Amendment rights. It's called an FOID card. There's some changes coming to it uh, now that we're into 2022, and we invited State Representative Blaine Willauer to join us uh, to talk a little bit more about this from District 107. Uh, sir, welcome into the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good doing, to be here. doing fine. So tell uh, our listeners about District 107. What What does it encompass in Illinois? Yeah, we're kind of in South Central Illinois. Um, I represent um, from cities like um, cities and small towns like Effingham, Centralia, um, Greenville, Salem, and uh, Vandalia. Uh, kind of just right in between, uh, uh, just west of west of St. Louis by about seventy or eighty miles. Basically, is I seventy I fifty seven corridor there. It's uh, it's God's country. We love uh, we love God and we love guns and um, we love our freedom. 
I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I covered this on my show one time, that if, if it wasn't Effingham proper, some of the cities over there declared themselves Second Amendment sanctuary cities, right? Absolutely, yeah. yes. The Second Amendment sanctuary um, movement kind of kind of started right there in Effingham County with, uh, with, with Dave Campbell on the county board and uh, Brian Kibler, the, the great state's attorney over there. So, so, yeah, we're pretty serious about this stuff. Mr. Willauer, a uh, question for you. How do you feel about a, a northern Illinois and a southern Illinois, like a North Dakota, South Dakota? Have you, have you thought further on that? <laughs> well, you know, there's got to be a good reason for, for Chicago to want to do that. And right now there's not a good reason for them to want to do that. They, <laughs> they, they, they get our money. They, they completely uh, uh, have complete control over us. So there's no, there's no reason for them to, them to do that. What we do need is we need a stronger opposition party in the in the state of Illinois that stands up for real issues and uh, things that actual people actually care about um, that would improve their quality li- quality of life and their and their freedoms you know it's an all out assault here in the in the state of Illinois both from a values perspective from an economic perspective and um, working class people the kind of people that I represent and probably the kind of people that are the vast majority of your listeners pay the price for all of these bad policies that, that, that come through Illinois. So, you know, we need to focus on what we can, what we can actually change and what we can change to elect better people, better Republicans to the legislature that actually stand for something and not, aren't afraid to um, go to the trenches on these tough issues. Well, I don't know if you've ever listened to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, but uh, just... Uh, hearing your voice, I can tell. I, I'm judging a book by its cover. Okay. You seem like a good, God-loving, gun-toting American, and uh, we're glad to have you on the program. Yeah, absolutely, I'm a farm. I'm a farm boy. <laughs> I work construction for a living. I have a real job outside of the state legislature, and uh, that's the kind of people that, that we need. That, that we need more of. Hundred percent. I appreciate that. Yep. I, and, and, and I'm judging a book by its cover, and they say you shouldn't do that. Tell me. Tell me why <laughs> Illinois has the Foyd card. Well, that's a that's a really good question. We're one of I think four states that that, that have it. Um, you know, there's a there's a contention of legislators in the in the state of Illinois, especially in the Chicago and the suburban area, that um, want to make it as burdensome as possible to to own a firearm. And the and the Foyd card is a is an excellent mechanism to to make it burdensome to. To, to do that you know they they don't believe that we need that we need all of these guns you know i really think that you know they can't take a, the, obviously the um second amendment is a constitutional right and they can't right. just take that away at least not yet so they need to chip away at it and you know like i said make this ownership as burdensome as possible and you know unfortunately what we've seen especially in the last two years is there's too many people in today's society that will just roll over and take the path of least resistance and 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 they know that so they're putting these regulations in place and I've talked to some of these, um, especially these uh, suburban legislators, and honestly, this is where most of this stuff comes from. Um, the, most of the crazy policies that we see both at a national level and a state level are coming from suburban people. They're not even necessarily coming from the inner city legislators, and I really think that there's a lack of critical thinking and a, a lot of times outright ignorance from a lot of these Legislator, legislators on the the important balance in our in our constitutional republic between the the citizens and, and government. You know, our, our founders they were, they were geniuses. They they knew that the citizens had to have 
legitimate checks on government. You know, the Constitution is it's not about pr- protecting governments, it's about protecting people from the government, from their overreach. And the Second Amendment is a big, big part of that delicate balance. And, you know, a lot of these legislators, they'll tell you that, well, you know, you, you just don't need those firearms. You don't need those those rifles. Um, but they're really neglecting this, this balance of power. And too many of them just believe too much in government and yeah. they'll blindly do whatever they want without question. Our, and our, our founders knew that we had to have a skeptical eye about that. And that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do here. But, you know, it's a, a lot of, um, like everything in politics, it's not critically thought out. Nope. Lack of critical thinking is, is a kind way of putting it. I, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. talking Our society to... has been plagued with a lack of critical thought. Yeah, it, it plagues Washington, too, for sure. We're talking to Absolutely. Illinois State Representative Blaine Wilhauer right now. The subject is the firearms owner ID cards in the state of Illinois. So despite the fact that the Second Amendment says your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, they infringe on it in Illinois by first requiring you to get the approval of the state through this card before you can then go take 16 hours of training to carry a concealed weapon or to have one at your house, right? Um, Right. Which just defies logic. I'm truly hopeful we're approaching a a point where the United States Supreme Court is going to clear all this up. And I think when they do, the FOID cards are going to go away along with it. But in the meantime, you guys are undergoing some changes to the law this year, right? Right. Yes. There's been a a movement um, for... I've been in the legislature since 2019, and, uh, you know, this is one of the first issues that they dealt with, that they wanted to do mandatory fingerprinting for everybody um, who, who gets a FOID card. Um, that actually passed the House in, in 2019. Um, it, it died in the Senate, but it was brought back um, in a kind of a different form in the last legislative ses- um, um, session. And um, what it's doing is making fingerprinting, quote unquote, optional, but you only get around the ridiculous bureaucracy, the ridiculous weight, weight limits, and you only get an auto renewal on a, on a FOID if you submit your fingerprints, um, which, which is obviously on its face completely, completely ridiculous. And what's, I mean, no, what's the, what's the uh, representative, what's the reaction from the left if you said to them, okay, well, why don't we apply those same rules to voting? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good point, and that's something that, as a freshman legislator, I actually argued on the floor <laughs> of the House. I, I actually, um, our Attorney General Kwame Raoul was a senator a, a few years ago, and he actually made an argument on the Senate floor about voter ID. His argument was, you know, that. Um, the requiring an ID to, to vote disenfranchised too many people because, you know, b- obtaining a valid ID was, quote unquote, unduly burdensome. Yeah, this the same woke leftists, including current attorney general Raul, that now use that exact same argument on requiring fingerprints in order for law-abiding citizens to exercise what's clearly a constitutional right. And they think that that's not unduly burdensome. You you question them on the floor about that. They don't have a good answer because there's not a good answer. But unfortunately, nobody requires these these people to, you know, give good, sound constitutional answers to the questions. It's hypocritical, but it's but it's 
par for the course. And there's a, some really interesting stuff coming up on, um, you know, the Democrat Party a, a, across the Illinois and across the nation are, um, quote unquote, wanting to expand voter access in um, you know, in Illinois, they have put a lot of auto renewal mechanisms or, or auto registration mechanisms mechanisms in place. So, you know, um, almost all of them favor Democrat constituencies. Sure, right. Sure. You know, um, <laughs> if you file for certain types of welfare, you automatically are registered to vote. You um, you file for unemployment, you're automatically registered to vote. Most of your interactions with the secretary of state automatically registers you to vote. Um, so we've taken this, and my buddy Mark Batnick, who is a suburban legislator from uh, from Plainfield, is actually proposing legislation in the state of Illinois, House Bill forty one thirty seven, which is which is awesome. It's a it's it's an automatic register to vote for anybody who has who applies for a, a FOID or a CCL. Perfect. You know. Which makes complete complete sense because these people that are getting Floyd and CCL, their background checks way more than these other mechanisms. And it's important to note that there's over two million um, legal firearm owners in Illinois, and that's a heck of a voter block, you know. Sure and it it's um, it's time that these people mobilize. Well, that's it, enough to win a governor's race. Since yeah, since since we're talking about that though, I mean, these ideas that we think, oh my goodness, I can't believe they would even put that out there. To me, I think it's just planting seeds now for what could come in five years or ten years. Um, and just a couple yeah. of weeks ago in the Parliament in, uh, in the U.K., they talked about vax to vote, that you would have to get a vaccination to be able to vote. And that shocked me, and I thought, well, it, it probably won't fly, but... It's been introduced into the conversation, which is yes. frightening Imp- that people are thinking like that. Incrementalism. They play yeah. the, man, the left plays the long game. They're yes. really, they're really, really good at that. They fight for the things that they believe in, and they don't, uh, they don't take no for an answer. And we need to start, uh, we need to start fighting back in, in the in the same types of ways. And I think that that uh, Batnick with this this thing, uh, this expanding voter access for for our constituencies is. Uh, is, you know, kind of a step in the right direction. So, so I give him kudos for so, that, especially so, being a suburbanite. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, uh, Representative, so the three of us in this room are not Illinois residents. I know a lot of people who are, Annie Fry uh, and others, uh, and I've talked to them about this extensively. I know people have introduced bills to get rid of the FOID card, but in effect, when I go into a licensed firearm dealership to buy a weapon, I get a federal background check done. I fill out the form. They run the background check on me, all of that stuff. How in the world can Illinois even justify? Is it just a a way to raise money or or do they have a registry now of citizens that have guns? Is that why they've done this? Well, I, yeah, I think that's ultimately what they're getting to. Like you alluded to before, they 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 played a long game and they put these they put these things in place. Clearly, they want a a well-defined registry. They want your fingerprints in there. They want all this stuff. They don't like guns. I mean, at the at the end of the day, it's a, it's a you know there's epidemic uh, of, of violence in cities like Chicago and St. Louis and everywhere else, and you know it's completely out of control. And politicians have to act like they're doing stuff, and they don't want to deal with the actual real underlying issues on this. So. You know, um, just doing talking points uh, on gun control from people like Lori Lightfoot and you know Kim Fox, who's one of the um, the, the the DA in St. Louis escapes me, but she's one of the Soros uh, funded ones too. They're just doing that. 
there's around 20,000, I think, gun laws in the United States. The Gifford Center, um, I think, ranks Illinois near the top five and the most restrictive as far as the laws go. And in spite of that, there's there's way too much dangerous uh, activity and violence. Clearly, the restrictions don't work, but they're a pretty darn good political talking point for people who don't think critically about, of course. about okay. things, and yeah. that's where it comes from. you got to wonder, people that move into Illinois, unbeknownst to them, they may have uh, moved in from Florida or wherever, and they don't even really know about the Floyd card. That's why I'm really glad we're having this conversation. Uh, what is the penalty in Illinois if you are uh, caught with a firearm uh, and you're legally you know, containing it, you've got it in your trunk, or whatever the rules are in Illinois, uh, what is the penalty for owning a firearm without the Floyd card? Prison, I'm not a hundred percent sure off the off the top of my head whether that's a, a felony or a misdemeanor. Do you know what it is? I don't. I don't. And I wonder if there. I'm sure there's a fine connected to it. Um, you know. Yeah, I, there I know definitely people... there definitely is. Um, I, I would have to I would have to look. I know that a lot of the um, for the licensed dealers, if they're not if they're not you know like if they're not keeping these records on private firearm transfers. Um, for 20 years or whatever um it's a it's a class a misdemeanor on on there which um you know is is ridiculous right you know but every every I would have monday to look up what it, what exactly the the penalty is but in the state of illinois we don't like to do penalty enhancements for anybody but law-abiding uh, hold on we got some information i, I, I here. found it the charge can <laughs> result to one year in jail and a fine of twenty five hundred dollars twenty five hundred yeah. wow you know here's here's right. an idea how about enforcing, you know, on Monday morning, usually here in St. Louis, we look at, uh, at you know, uh, the, the killings happen over the weekend, right? And not that they don't happen Monday through Friday, but, you know, it, it's usually a benchmark on Monday morning. Then we look at what's going on in Chicago. How about implementing that kind of fine, uh, at least that, because a lot of times these uh, criminals are right. just getting out right after it happens. Um, what about implementing the, the law in order and maybe making that... Uh, more solid of a, of a law to hold them to. Absolutely, that's what we need to do. But in, in the state of Illinois, we're going in the opposite direction. They want to eliminate cash bail. We have, the, we have houses for sale the, over here, just saying. <laughs> right, right, right. They want to eliminate cash bail, which even um, the, the Marxist uh, former mayor of uh, New York City said was an absolute disaster over there. They want to... They they want to do that here, um, you know, so so it, it, it's ridiculous. But I've been on this um, uh, gun violence pre- uh, prevention task force. It's one of these things that, that we do in the state of Illinois to act like we're dealing with issues without really dealing with issues. You right, know, you start, right. a, you start a task force. And um, it, it's uh, we we had we've had a few of these meetings up in uh, Chicago and they bring in professors and academics and great thinkers, you know, quote unquote. And all of these people from the ivory towers, they're advocating for more restrictions to gun ownerships, you know, more more roadblocks in the way. But, you know, towards the end of the, one of those sessions, we actually brought in some people that were closer to the street, you know, the community support folks, the pastors, the parents of gun violence victims, you know, the people that have actually lived this stuff. And almost to a person, none of those people talked about more more restrictions. They talked about the, the culture of violence, the broken families, the hopelessness, the the addiction raging in the, the communities that, that lead uh, people to violence. And the bottom line is you take away hope and opportunity and and this is what you get. The violence, the 
the violence and the lawlessness the, the, that we experience in Illinois and, you know, St. Louis and some of these areas, they're, a, they're just a symptom of generations of, of poor public policy that, yeah. that has literally destroyed opportunity in, in our rural areas that I represent and the inner city areas that well, are just getting, getting hammered. Yeah, well stated. You know, I know, I know Brendan Kelly because he used to obviously serve uh, before he went to the ISP uh, over here as a, a state's attorney and, and uh, uh, in the, on the yeah. Metro East, in the Metro East. And, uh, you know, I saw his quote on these FOID charge, uh, changes. While you're not rid of it, at least – at least these changes streamline it to some degree, right? So that if you are a concealed carry yes. holder, it auto it doesn't just expire because that used to be a problem. Yeah, it does. It does streamline um, some of that stuff, but a lot of the stuff that the streamlining is contingent upon you providing your fingerprints. So. Ah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is uh, which uh, we've got a real problem with Always that. Always a catch. Right? I think, oh, yeah, yeah I, I think we should have a <laughs> have, have a problem with it. You know, it, it did some things for that, but for for gun dealers and and folks like that, it, it made the process um, much more burdensome to well, the point where your small guys are just out. They're not. They're not going to deal with it and that's um that's a shame blaine Wilhauer, keep up the great fight over there uh we we appreciate uh, a, a strong conservative voice on this issue in illinois lord knows we need one thank you yep thank you sir yep great having you on illinois state rep uh, blaine Wilhauer there on some of the foid changes See, here. we are a bipartisan uh, show here by, by state show sorry by state uh, we, yeah we, don't we get do... that piece p word in there. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> all right we've got more for you coming up on second amendment radio on the great outdoors we're going eagle watching we hope. Gosh, I hope they're around in Illinois. Yeah, that's well. They don't cross. They don't cross the river. Yes, they do. It's coming up on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. I'm your Business that Carl Middleman, I tell you what. <laughs> they were asking me, all right, what Eagle song are you going to play? I'm like, no. You're so thoughtful, Carl. I, Mark you, loves the Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar is one of my top three or four, so he, he plays it a lot. I love it. Isn't that great? Uh, uh, what, what a perfect song. It really is. And uh, Stephanie Tate is joining us right now as we talk about eagles and they're out and they're along the river and they love the ice flows and all that great stuff. Uh, Stephanie, welcome into the show. Well, thank you very much. We're really excited to be here and talk about eagle season. And I should mention you are the marketing and communications director for Great Rivers and the uh, uh, Routes uh, Tourism Bureau over there in Alton. We, I sure am. We represent, you know, six counties in southwest Illinois, and we are really the hub of eagle watching in the winter. And how has it been so far this season? Because it seems like it was really warm through the uh, December. And uh, I watch uh, uh, Unashamed with the uh, Robertson clan down in, uh, in Louisiana, and they their duck uh, arrival was delayed, and they were talking about the temperatures and everything. That has a, a lot mm-hmm. to do with it, doesn't it? You know, it really does, but ironically, this year we've seen more eagles earlier than we had in the last couple of years. And I think that's because it got cold up north, which is where they come from, 
sooner than it has in the past. And as it gets colder and colder, it pushes them further and further south. So eagles are a little different than your average migrating birds because they are absolutely impacted by cold weather in the north. And and do they make it uh, to the Gulf? Do they? I mean, is that are we just a, a rest area for them, or do, is this their the stopping point? This, you know, they might go just a little further south, just a little bit south of St. Louis, but that's it. Basically, eagles follow the open waters, and as the waters freeze up, you know, along the Mississippi in Minnesota and Iowa and Wisconsin, they keep moving south. And they'll pretty much stay here because our rivers do not freeze over. You know, we do get the ice flows, which they love because they can sit on the ice flows and fish. You know, they're kind of lazy birds in a way. But <laughs> what you know, they do not—they do not go much further south. Like the Great we, Resignation. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know we had that much in, in common with eagles, did we, Bo? <laughs> yeah, <We're right>. lazy. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so, so what are some good spots uh, for people to, uh, you know, that uh, Missouri or Illinoisans want to go and see eagles? I went—I went up there several years ago. I didn't find a one, and I was at a parking area, and I got out of my truck and I'm looking around I'm like man I look right above me and there's this nest that's about eight foot wide and that's where they were they were right above my they vehicle like, that's oh, awesome crap. Uh, so where, where do people they, go the best places to go are where the rivers are being churned up and that would be like the Melvin Price Locks and Dam in Alton mm-hmm. they love the Locks and Dam because as the tow boats and barges go through it churns the water up and brings the fish to the surface so it's easy pickings for them you can also just drive along the river road between Alton and Grafton, and you can see dozens of eagles. You can look up in the trees on the bluffs and see them, or look on the river, and uh, honestly, that's where I've seen the most of them, is on the river, um, sitting on the ice and fishing. Um, Brussels Ferry, um, north of Grafton, is another good place, because again, the ferry churns up the water and keeps the eagles fed. Or you could go to Paramarquette State Park, and they've seen up to 35 eagles um, throughout the park this winter already. And I think that number is just going to climb. Right. Well, I know it may not be comfortable when it's 7 degrees outside, but (laughs) they've got some great trails there at Paramarquette where you can climb up almost on the bluffs. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming those are open in the winter, right? They are. They are open year-round, you know, unless that we get a really bad snowstorm or ice storm, then they will close the road just because for safety. But right now they are absolutely open. And, yeah, it's a little cold, but the eagles don't care. Yeah. And this is great eagle-watching weather. And hopefully you have heat that works in your vehicle when you are out. <laughs> oh, not when, you're, well, not when you're hiking, but you get those uh, tow warmers. Well, you could do Paramarquette that, Paramarquette also has, like, rooms that you can rent for, like, about $100. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been They to- do, and they have an eagle-watcher special. So you can get an extra discount and do your eagle watching at Paramarquette Lodge and State Park. Yeah. um, uh, Stephanie, uh, the Marketing and Communications Director of the Great Rivers and Routes Tourism Board uh, Bureau of Alton is our guest. Um, And uh, how long have you been in that position and how long are you from the area of the eagle watching capital of the world? Well, I've been in the eagle watching capital of the world about 10 years. And I'm a transplant, but I'm absolutely love it. I've been in my job for nine years. Good for you. And, you know, I cannot tell you, I've lived all over the country, and there is no more beautiful drive than the Great River Road between Alton and Grafton. It's just awesome. Every day, every time, every season of the year, it's just, it's one of the most spectacular drives you can take. Have you spotted any uh, pie saw birds this year? Hmm. 
You know, I've seen a couple on the bluff wall. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> That's about it. It is. They've no, got a drawing. That's their drawing, oh. on the, drawing on the wall up there. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> Threw Bo for a, for a curve, That's curve a ball there. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that. Uh, yeah, I wonder, I wonder about that, Stephanie, because I know that people obviously who've been over there a lot are, are familiar with a lot of the things that Alton has to offer. How big of a draw from a tourism standpoint is this for you guys? Eagle watching, we bring in thousands of eagle watchers every year. Last year was a little different because of COVID, but people still came out because they could do it outside. They could do it on their own, and they could see eagles. So they they weren't in big crowds, and that's one of the beauties of eagle watching is you're not around a lot of other people. You can do it on your own. We have some guided tours you can take, but for the most part, it's it's a really nice social distance activity for people right now and typically eagle season we can bring in 10 to 15,000 people between um, January 1st and February 28th which is what we consider eagle season it's a nice um, post-holiday activity for people in the middle of winter yeah that's fantastic so on the guided tours what what do those cost we have some shuttle tours that we offer um, on Saturdays in January. Unfortunately, they are now sold out. But the ones in Alton are $10, and that's for a 45-minute guided shuttle tour. And then we have ones in Grafton on Saturdays, and those are $23, but that's a two-hour tour. Okay. So it's a little more, but you see more, too. So you got to book those. How far out do you need to book those, then, if they're sold out already? Well, <laughs> usually they book up the 1st of January. We wow. start promoting them prior to Christmas. People love it because it gives them eagle-watching hotspots that they can then hop in their cars when the tour is over and go look for themselves. And so we're, we're kind of giving them a little you know, boost in their eagle-watching activities. I do want to. We wanna. also have an eagle-watcher's passport. It's a mobile passport that you can download for free. And it gives you the top 10 eagle-watching spots in our region. I got it. And if you visit five of those, you're automatically entered to win um, an overnight stay this summer. So come in the winter, and then we'll reward you in the summer. It's like Christmas morning on uh, <laughs> Carl, Carl's Carl's over like, here. Wow. I, I downloaded it yesterday. Oh, did <laughs> and I said, because I'm, gonna, I'm going up there this weekend. Bo and I, we were talking about this the other day. I'm like, oh, we don't have anybody for the outdoor part of the show. And Bo's like, well, what's going on? I said, oh, my wife wants to take me eagle watching. He's like, perfect. Call over in Illinois. And, and that's why Stephanie's here. I do, I do want to point out, Stephanie, this is Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, and you did mention uh, Feb- uh, January 1 to February 28th is eagle season. Hunters, that doesn't mean hunting season for no, eagles. No, Just to put it out there. They're protected. No, <laughs> they are a protected prison. bird. You do yeah. not do that. No, but I do have a question, though. Since you've been in this role for nine years, you say, um, yes. what, what are some of the uh, countries that people have visited have come straight to your area uh, that have let you know that, hey, we came from where to see the eagles? Well, in the winter, um, from countries from yeah. outside the U.S., um, in the winter, we've had some people, like, from France. Um, we have hosted some people, I'm trying to think, from Spain in the winter. And they'll stop at the visitor center in Alton and say, you know, hey, we're from such and such a, a country, and uh, where can we go eagle watching? Most of our um, international travelers come in the spring and summer and fall. Uh, Winter is not a big time for international. Um, It's more of a 
a draw for people within, you know, the Midwest. Yeah, oh yeah. No, and I, I enjoy sitting in my house, my warm house by the fireplace, looking at the birds outside the in the in the in the outside, you know, out the window where I'm toasting my PJs. But I just uh, I was curious. I didn't know. But France and Spain, that's that's pretty cool that people it come is. here for that. It is. It is. And you know, in the, the spring we will get a lot of international people. They will have bikes and they will ride from the headwaters of the Mississippi and Minnesota all the way down to the Gulf. Um, in Louisiana, so they they love their bikes. I bet they do. And they Steph- will bring them and and do it here. Stephanie, what uh, what's your best advice then? If, if, so for people don't they can't book the tour. Obviously, they want to come over this weekend. Can they download? Can they print maps off your website? They can, um, and they can download our Eagle Watching uh, mobile passport. That's going to be your best bet. Yeah, and that will give you all the hot spots. And we actually have some videos on there that kind of highlight the different areas and. You know, it's a a fun little mobile passport. Um, You can get that at riversandroutes.com and search for Eagle Watching Passport, and you can download it from there. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, for those listening right now to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, this is right in our backyard, um, and we have such a great opportunity to to witness and to see what these beautiful birds do. And uh, so the American bald eagle is represented well in our area, Americans. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure talking to you, and thanks for all the information. Thank you, and enjoy your eagle watching. I hope to meet you guys soon. All right. Well, maybe we'll come by the visitor center Absolutely. to find you. Absolutely, yeah. Stephanie, thank you. There you go. Thank you. Right. You bet. See, all we're right. just trying to get people out of the house. That's all we're trying to do. Good stuff. Carl, uh, Carl's already got this set up. He's probably meeting her over there and he's getting a free tour. No, <laughs> we know what's going no. on. No, come I, on. I I'm wish I would have known about it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to next year. <laughs> right. Well, because my wife said, oh, let's, let's go eagle watching. I'm like, whatever. So is this like a date? This would be a date, right? No, my daughter's going off to college in the fall, so my wife has all these li- lists of things that she wants to do before she Fun goes activities. away. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's oh. nice, though. You'll get to spend time with the whole fam. Gentlemen. Driving all the way up. I have a new rule. Yeah. If my wife is riding shotgun with me, doesn't matter if we're going to get gas or going it's shopping. A it's a date. It's a date. Count. It's a, it Count does. It. <laughs> Book it, Dan. You're welcome. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for joining us on this uh, segment for Second Amendment Radio the great outdoors. I'm Mark Cox. That's Bo Matthews. That's Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Have a great weekend. We will uh, see you around here next week. Download the podcast. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did